gentlemen, welcome to episode 59 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are here with an all WrestleMania episode. Uh, this is kind of special to us because WrestleMania 1 is just special to the wrestling world, but also our first ever episode was WrestleMania last year. So this is nice to come full circle. We're hitting this stupendous show. Uh, and honestly, I did think it was stupendous. It lived up to the dumb name and I loved it. I thought it was great. I have little complaints here or there, but for the most part, great <laughs> wrestling weekend. Yeah, I mean, this the lead up to WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two night WrestleMania. Yes. A, a lot of people shit on it because yeah. it there wasn't a lot of excitement built for the matches that were supposed to be our marquee matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had seen Brock and, and Roman a million times. We weren't excited to see Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Like the matches we were most excited for were like the like lower card matches that were more like intrigue, right? But this WrestleMania. WrestleMania 38 was probably the best WrestleMania in at least like five years. And I think like a lot to do with it also, you know, we had the Superdome era, era we had, or the Thunderdome era. Like we, we didn't really have what wrestle the potential of WrestleMania the last few years. And this year it was in the Dallas stadium. It was huge. It was awesome and like a lot of people were shitting on the fact that there was a lot of celebrity matches and i'll tell you what they were great all of them i I did shit on logan paul in the last episodes and i need to eat my words because that boy put in work and he had no right being as good as he was and he he did great and i don't know man i just think this was a great overall show i can't wait to fully talk about it and just get in depth about it because there was a lot of things that i I don't know. I really loved. Yeah, I mean, I said all cast was that, you know, it and what I said earlier that the lead up was was lackluster. Yes. But that was okay because mm-hmm. these these men and women have proven time and time again that regardless of what the lead up to the show is, they're going to put in work. Oh yeah. And they know this is WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They know this is the show of shows. This They know that this is their moment to create a WrestleMania moment, and, and so many of them did. And just all in all, I mean, say what you want about the actual main event, which we're going to lead off with, Roman and Brock. But overall, these two nights were absolutely everything you could have wanted. They were sports entertainment, mm-hmm. and they were professional wrestling. It was You got the perfect amount of both, and you got so much nostalgia. You got, Like this... This was a fantastic two nights if you were an actual wrestling fan that actually enjoys professional wrestling and like the silliness of it, the seriousness of it, and obviously, you know, the, as I said, the nostalgia, but we kicked it, we're going to kick off this show with the end of WrestleMania 38, the main event, the biggest WrestleMania match in the history of WrestleMania, (laughs) the title unification, the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship unified in one match that we have seen but, twice before but wait is it is i'm still unsure was it technically unified who knows like, we'll find out on was Monday the Night winner raw. of this now both the raw and smackdown champion or is yes. he the unified no idea one title they did announce it as like the wwe like universal champion or Un- whatever it undisputed was. undisputed yeah. yeah but you know whether it's you know whether he'll defend a raw version and a smackdown version or if there's just one mega champion now we don't know yet because we are taping this monday night like before raw kicks off uh but i mean this is roman reigns and brock lesnar which we've seen twice before we've we saw it where seth rollins won the first one Mm -hmm. then brock lesnar wins the second one and each time it was always supposed to be roman reigns time you know what's funny too nothing will ever live up to where you just said like we've seen roman and brock before and seth rollins won the first time nothing will ever beat that wrestlemania moment that was the best match of the three because those dudes beat the shit out of each other Mm -hmm. it was long it was brutal the second match was kind of random that they went with brock because everybody thought like oh this is going to be the one where roman wins this match wrestlemania 38 the main event the biggest match in WrestleMania history went 12 minutes. That was mind-blowing. This was German suplex, Superman punch, German suplex, Superman punch, F5 spear, F5 spear. 
some chicanery. You had Paul Heyman interfering. You had the ref bump. You had just... There was something about this match that fell flat. And it was mostly... I'm going to blame it because there's going to be some revisionist history that this match wasn't good. This match was fine. It was all right. The finish... Yes. ...was just very anticlimactic. And, like, there is a chance which we do not know yet. Yeah, again, we are taping this before Monday Night Raw. There is a chance that Roman Reigns got hurt during this match, which might be why it was only 12 minutes long, which might be why it kind of fell flat in the end. And that is the only explanation that I'm willing to... Accept. Accept. Yeah. If that is... Like, there is no reason why this match shouldn't have been 15, 20 minutes of absolutely just knock them out, drag them out, just an absolute brawl. Yeah, it should have been absolute, like, just destruction. Yeah. And the fact that it was only 12 minutes long did blow my mind. Because at one point I was like, did I fall asleep? Like, did I miss a chunk no, like, this here? Was like, like, what just... Because, like, listen, this, this was one of the shortest happen. matches yeah, of and, the weekend. And this match was late at night on a Sunday night. Like, I mean, I think it, WrestleMania ended at, like, midnight that night. So, at one point I was kind of like... Did I, did I just miss it? Did I zone out? Like, what happened? But I don't know. I still didn't expect this main event to be as short as it was. So I am curious if that was on purpose or if there is a reason behind that. Well, you got to think now what's next. Because, right. I mean, there isn't much to talk about with this match itself. Because, again, it was, it was it 12 was too minutes short. long. Right. It was very short. It was very anticlimactic. The crowd was into it at the beginning. But you could tell there was just, like, a lot to be, you know, desired. And luckily, we got our fill of yeah. awesome sports entertainment throughout the weekend. But, I mean, this was just, what's next for Roman and Brock? We know Brock's sticking around if, if the reports are to be true, that, Roman, right. that Brock won't, isn't leaving or going anywhere. But, like, what do you do now that Roman Reigns wins this match with a spear? Definitively. What do you do now? Well, I mean, if you listen to the last episode, you know exactly what I'm saying. And the fact... Spoiler alert, if you haven't, I don't know, seen WrestleMania or looked at <laughs> looked at the internet at all in the last two days, Cody Rhodes is here. So why can't Cody Rhodes be next? Well, let, let's get into that because I, this was my favorite. This was on night one. So we'll, yes. you know, we started with the, yeah, we're gonna go back with the main event of night bit. two, but we'll go back to night one and just go from there. Because this, this again, this weekend was full of awesome moments. Yes. And Seth Rollins, who I've said on this podcast you know, at different points, is the best wrestler in the world. Or what, at least my favorite right. in the world. And he carried this feud for weeks right? with no opponent and got into that ring. Vince McMahon announced on Raw that Seth's not only going to have a match, but he's going to find out his opponent when he's in the ring. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of expected Vince to come out and announce him. So did I. I really thought that Vince was going to come out and be like, your opponent is dun-dun-dun, you know, like... Doesn't happen. Mm-mm. Seth Rollins is in the ring. Lights With go the out. most insane gear I've ever seen in my life. Looked fantastic. Awesome entrance. He had like the like a choir kind of sing him in. Um, and then lights go out. And it's Cody Rhodes, which we expected. Right. But it's AEW yeah. Cody Rhodes. It is Kingdom. It is the same getup. He has the Cody Vader. It was awesome. He comes up from the stage. The crowd is going ape shits. The American Nightmare Cody Rhodes re-debuts, or debuts, depending on what you want to call it, in WWE to face Seth Rollins. And this was my match of the weekend. This was my debatably favorite moment of the weekend. Just it was because incredible. Of, it, it was everything it, I wanted it to be. Right. I wanted this to be the same theme song. I wanted Cody to be presented the same way he was in AEW. And it was just everything about it was perfect. I agree with that. And, you know, it's, of course, afterwards, th- this was on night one. So we had, I mean, night two didn't start until pre-show started at six. Night two didn't start till eight. So we had all of Sunday to watch this match 10 more times. And every single interview that Cody had done, either leading up to it, that were, you know, hidden and not released until after the after he was back or the ones that he did afterwards and it was just like 
absolutely incredible. I totally recommend watching all of those interviews with Cody Rhodes too, where he's just it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, where he's back and he's he was excited to be here. Uh, the things that he says about the people he got to see and and how it was leading up to it. Like he was so excited to go to Gorilla, and they were like, "No, like you're going to be in sweatpants and a hoodie, and your face is going to be covered, and we're we're running you under under the stage. Like you're not even going to nobody's going to know you're here." Yep. And I think he said like a handful of people found out and would like he had a bus outside and a handful of people found out and would pop their head in here or there but like nobody knew like nobody knew and that nobody knew for sure. for sure we knew but it was yes. the same thing as the cm punk yes. debut in AEW. like we knew but we didn't know right and i mean he but like even the wrestlers who work there yes didn't know for sure it's like i mean it's not nothing will ever top the hardest well, yeah, return didn't tell anybody Right. But like the Hardy's return was absolutely insane. It was shocking. It was nobody knew about it. Yep. It was absolutely incredible. And, and the same this, thing, like they just yes. ran him right out to the stage. Yes. And this was a very close second because we had rumors that this was going to be happening, but we didn't know for sure. But like, I don't know. This was just absolutely amazing. When the whispering started in his, in uh, his music, I and popped. When, when, as soon as like, because you knew it was kingdom. You knew yes. what was happening. You knew yes. that we were getting what we wanted as fans. And yes. like, Cody mentioned it in, in many of his interviews that Vince McMahon flew to Atlanta to meet with Cody. Like That's think so about cool. that if you're Cody Rhodes. Six years ago, you left WWE because Triple H and Vince McMahon told you that you're just not the star you think you are. Right. Cody Rhodes leaves, becomes the star he thinks he is. Mm-hmm builds a whole fucking company right and like yes tony khan built this company yes, the Young Bucks, more, Omega. But, but cody rhodes is an integral part of yes. the construction of AEW, which is blossoming and has bloomed into an actual competitor to wwe it is the home of professional wrestling right now and cody left that and vince wanted him to come back and when cody mentioned like you know i want the music i want the gear i want everything to be the same Vince told him that it's not broken and he's not trying to fix it. Right, and that's, and that's incredible. Amazing. That's amazing because we've heard so many things about like they wanted Adam Cole to change his name. They wanted Keith Lee to be different. Mm-hmm. They changed his name to Bearcat. They changed all these things. They that changed didn't need to be so changed. many things all the time and they didn't want to do that they, with him. They didn't do it with Cody. And Cody mentioned that his contract is very elaborate. So we'll see like what exactly that means. And he's like hinted to the fact that he will never be Stardust again. Well, I, I, Which, of course, like, and I he did do the cartwheel, he did do the Stardust yeah. thing in the match. He also, you know, he hits the punches and the bionic elbow, shades of Dusty Rhodes. Oh, and as soon as he did, the crowd, because, like, this isn't just a normal crowd. No, This is WrestleMania. Not. This is this is fans of generations going back here, and when they see him hitting his dad's moves, even he said at one point, like, in one of the interviews, like, it was hard for him to compose himself when he heard the crowd responding to him hitting his dad's moves. Well, it, it was just... And it was you, beautiful. You knew exactly what yes. it was. And it, it hits, and, and Corey Graves is, is fantastic with, you know, he's the, the the son of a plumber is looking down on his son. Mm-hmm. The prodigal son is returned. He And using Cody's own words that he went from undesirable to undeniable. And that's exactly what this was. Cody Rhodes is a fucking star. He is. And he is being presented as such in this match. He gets the win mm-hmm. over Seth Rollins. He takes a pedigree, which is just... Oh, amazing to me. Yes. Uh, he takes a pedigree. But he tried he gets, to give a pedigree at one point, and that we all went crazy for that. But he gets this win here, and he alluded to it in many interviews, and he's going to announce some. He's going to allude to it on Raw as well. There's one thing that his family has been denied mm-hmm. in wrestling that he wants to get, and he did. He didn't say it, but it's it's the WWE Championship. Dusty Rhodes never won it. Right. Goldust never won it. And he wants to be the one that gets it. And it goes back to the prediction that you made last week that, or the week before. He needs to be the one to take on Roman. He does. And I think that'd be perfect whether... And I don't think this Seth thing is done either. I, yes, I agree with that. But whether Cody comes out and he just has a mic and Vince is like, go out and start talking and then Roman interrupts it or vice versa where Roman comes out like, hey, I'm the champ on this show too and nobody can beat me and I'm the best of the best and then out comes Cody. Like, I think we are going to see that 
I hope we see something similar. But I do, I do think that him and Seth are going to have a little bit of like a back and forth, back and forth before we do move on. But you can still start building that now because then it could be like, I want Roman and then Seth come out and be like, no, I'm not done with you. You know, like it could be something like that. I don't know, man. I think this was a phenomenal, phenomenal match. Not the only good match on this night, though, because the main event of night one brought the fucking house down. I have no idea where Stone Cold gets off being that good after 19 years of not being in the ring. So Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like angry about it, but also just like absolutely in love with Stone Cold. So like, I, you know, like, of course he's still that good. Of course he is. Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match was at WrestleMania 19. Like almost to the day. This is WrestleMania 38. We have doubled WrestleManias. Yes. And in all of that time, Stone Cold has not come back for any match. Nothing. At all. There's been nothing. He hasn't gone to somewhere else and had a match. He's done nothing. He's built himself... Quite like the little, you know, the ranch. He's got the podcast. He's he's still All a part of, his, of like, wrestling, beers. of course. Yeah, and he comes out uh, to be a part of the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens comes out and he's just ragging on Texas again. I absolutely love Stone Cold coming out. Well, well, I want to I'll talk about Kevin Owens real quick because he comes out and you can tell with the intensity that he comes out with. Yes, that he understands the moment. Mm-hmm. He understands what he's about to get into. Well, Kevin Owens is, to me, one of the best wrestlers in the world. He is. And the fact that he was trusted enough to do this. Proves that. Kevin Owens is about as made man as you can get in Mm -hmm. WWE. Like, that guy's going nowhere. No, he just re-signed for, like, three, five years? Whatever it is. It's one of those guys, like, he is budget cut proof right now. Because, I mean, think about it. He's wrestled Shane. He's Mm head-butted Vince. He's been put in these awesome moments. And now he's going to be in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who he shits on. The glass breaks. The crowd goes absolutely insane, proving once again that there is a difference between being popular and being Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. There's just a different level that the the speakers can get to, that the crowd can get to. It was to a point where, like, you could barely hear his music because of how loud the crowd was. And then— you know what? Cody— had that same yes, thing. Yes, I agree with that. Cody, it was very loud for Cody. And this is the main event. So sometimes, I mean, it's mania. So like it's a whole different energy. But sometimes towards the main event, you're tired. You know, like of you're course. tired. It's a long night. It's a show. long night. Again, it's 1130 at night. It was, no, it was, it was like 12 o'clock. Uh, yeah, I would say, I think. At I, least. Eastern. I, yeah, definitely Saturday went longer than Sunday. But he got this crazy insane pop and then just disappears for a minute. And then comes back out on a quad and got another insane pop. Yeah. And here's, then, the, here's like, the thing. This there was a good twenty different pops. Yes. Because he comes out, pop, goes to the right, pop, goes to the left, leaves, comes back. He sits into the ring. He's talking to Kevin Owens, and they're conversing. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens, who is the heel in this situation? Yeah. Tells Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin that he lied to him, and he has an ulterior uh, ulterior motive. He's looking for a fight, which gets in e- e- just an Everybody. enormous pop. And it's funny because we all thought that was going to happen, especially when they moved this to the main event. Yes, there like there was going to be physicality yes. of some sort. We're Nobody like, knew the extent. Because we're like, there's no way they're going to have just a talk show as no. the main event. And like Stone Cold's coming out, and like I'm watching it, and he's kind of moving okay. Like he's moving like you'd expect a 57 year old. Cody man to put move. it the best way. He had the saddle walk. Yes. He had a saddle walk. He just, he looked like he was 57 years old. And he comes down to the ring and and they start this match, this actual match. They start teeing off on each other, rights and lefts. Stone Cold starts stomping a mud hole in Kevin Owens in one corner, brings him to the other corner, does the same thing. And and while he's doing this, I'm like, God, he he has lost a step. Like it, it is, there is something, you know, he is, he is old, you know? And then the beers start coming out. This dude was drinking these beers and gaining power. What did you say? Oh, like it was like Popeye with spinach. He like straight up Popeye with spinach. It was crazy. The longer this match went on, the better he got. The more beers he drank, the just smoother everything looked. It was absolutely insane. This man was, I don't think there was beer in those cans. I think that he somehow found the fountain of youth, (laughs) filled those cans with the water from that fountain, and it was like having Stone Cold Steve Austin from the 90s back. He whooped Kevin Owens' ass in the crowd. 
on the stage. He took a suplex onto concrete. Yo. He suplexed Kevin Owens on the stage twice. It was insane. And is getting up like it's just a part of his day. Yes. Like he hadn't taken 19 years off. And that was something that he had said, I forget, somewhere along the way before the match, saying how, like, you know, one of the worst things he could have done was not staying in ring shape because... You don't know what to expect, and the bumps hurt, and the ring, the ring hurts. Like, you don't know what to expect when you're out for 19 years. And for him to just come back, and it just be so smooth and so beautiful, and him just dominate. And then, of course, St- Stone Cold wins, because it's Stone Cold. And then he just celebrates in the most Stone Cold fashion. You know, like, we just, yeah, we just got our normal flowing. Stone Cold reaction, our normal Stone Cold win, and it was just absolutely beautiful. I loved everything about this match. Everything. Like, it was just, Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. It, it was, it was surreal. And, like, props to Kevin Owens for making it work the way yes. he did. He played Carrying that for so long. Perfectly. And, yeah, he carried this feud by himself. Yes. Same way Seth Rollins did. And, like, it was, you know, it, it was just the, the epitome of just the, you know, I'm not as good as I once was, but I can be as good once as I ever was. Yeah. And that's what Stone Cold Steve Austin was. He was just, it got better and better. It and was this so was good. incredible. It was an awesome way to end the night. He gives Kevin Owens a stunner, and then he just celebrates, and then he gives Kevin Owens another stunner, and then the Texas Rangers. That was hilarious. Out, like, I arrested forgot him that that happened. For me, mean to Texas, apparently. Oh, I love that. I forgot that that happened. I mean, it was all over. Like, that I mean, was the Stone perfect Cold way to end the night. At least two cases of beer. At least. In that ring. It was perfect. Um, you know, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey happened. <laughs> well, well, let's let's, let's let's build that up a little bit because uh, what what is to build up? It happened. We tried to give we we gave this. I gave this a chance. Yeah, I took. It I'll out. say this because here's the thing. We knew that if the, if everything was laid out on the table, where like how you're going to figure out this card and where these matches are going to go, there was no way that anything could follow Kevin Owens and Stone Cold, regardless of what it was. Right. And for sure how good it ended up yes. being. I'm so there happy was it was the main nothing event. nothing that could have topped that. It could have been the main event on Sunday. Yes. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey go on like third to last, I think. and Or second to second last. Second to last. It was right before that match. And just, I just, I tried. I really did. I just, I didn't feel it. I didn't. No. It, there were parts of the match that were fine. The, the match itself was fine. Charlotte gets the win. Nobody tapped out to anybody. Charlotte just pinned Ronda. Yeah. And Ronda's now 0-2 at WrestleMania. I don't know what you do with her now because she just, at this point, she can't win the big one, I guess. I, I don't know. We knew leading up to this WrestleMania that we were not sold on this feud. Yeah. And they did nothing to, like, prove us wrong. Yeah. Because you know, there were matches on this card that we were like, ah, fuck it. It's, we don't care about this. And, like, they proved us wrong. Yeah. I agree Charlotte, with that. Charlotte and Ronda were not one of those matches. What was one of those matches was the Mysterios versus Logan Paul and The Miz. And because that this match had no reason being even okay. No. And it was so good. And I was, like, I, I was, like, honestly annoyed at Logan Paul because he was so good. And I was like, damn, you're going to make me eat my words right now. Like, his brother was there, and he was in the front row, of course, like, watching and his everything. His gear was fantastic. His gear was great. He definitely trained. Like, yes, he did not clearly. look bad at all. He looked better than Dominic Mysterio was, yeah. to me. I was going to say, like, like, he looked just as good as Dominic, Yes, and, like, least. listen, Dominic Mysterio actually looked better in this match as well. I, I do think that I said that at one point. Um, it was It was just so crazy to me how good logan paul actually looked in this match and everybody in this match looked really good and then you know it was it was mostly logan and dominic or the miz and dominic and then all of a sudden Rey mysterio got in and you remember who was the who yeah, was you, the actual star yeah. of this show you because, remember the guy that has been wrestling for yes, 30 years because ray wasn't in it for the be- majority of the beginning of the match and then when he got in i was just like Jesus, this man is just by far the most experienced person in this ring, by far the best wrestler well, in this ring. it looked ring. like, I mean, he shot out of a fucking cannon. It was he awesome. He was fast. He was, like, it was just, it was, again, it was WrestleMania. Yeah. And he, he knew, he understood the moment. He knew what he was doing. And, like, he gave absolutely everything. Like, there was yes. no phoning it in. This is not a random Raw on, like, in, you know, right. in August. Like, this was WrestleMania, and Rey Mysterio went out there, and he looked 
absolutely fantastic. Looked like vintage Rey Mysterio. Uh, he takes the three amigos from Logan Paul, which got an incredible amount of heat. Logan Paul hits a frog splash after doing the Eddie Guerrero. Also looked great. Incredible amount of heat. Again, Logan Paul is a fantastic heel because people yeah. love to see him get his ass. People kicked. already hate him going into this. Exactly, and he he ate up that heel heat. He, yeah, I'll he tell took you what, it well. He looked very good, but man, did that guy look tired oh, so yeah. quick into yeah. it. Like he looked gassed, and like by the end of it, he looked like death. But like. At he, one point, like, the Miz, like, went over and said something to him, and I was laughing, like, I wonder if he's asking him, like, are you good? Like, are you, you look like you're about to like, pass out. Like, are you okay? Like, you want to go sit down for a second? You want to tag me in? Like, I don't know. But the Miz and Logan Paul win this match, which I fine. was kind of upset because you guys have heard it before. I wanted the Mysterios to have a nice father-son moment here, no. but they did. They still had a WrestleMania match. The Miz and Logan Paul winning this match actually worked out really well because I love what happened because as they were celebrating, the Miz just randomly turned on Logan Paul for whatever reason. Just hits his he finisher. He wants the spotlight to himself. Yeah, hits his finisher. Logan Paul's laying in the middle of the ring and the Miz runs out of the ring and jumps into <laughs> fucking Mark Long, the challenge godfather's arms, who was in the front row. and you, For if, everything. If you, he was at Stand and Deliver. Yes. He was at night one, night two. Yes. And he was, I think, at the Hall of Fame as well. If you have listened to this episode you or this podcast, you know that to us, MTV's The Challenge is just one of the best sports in the world to us. We love it. It is absolutely amazing. So to see the godfather from row at wrestlemania and the, miz just, goes to him. And it was the nice. miz just like ran to him like that was his dad like, and like the it was beautiful of this show hit on so yes. many levels but like i don't think logan paul i don't think we've seen the last of him i don't think so either after this i feel like we're gonna see him on raw the, the problem is logan paul is a clear heel yes miz turning on him he is a clear heel like there's there's no like heel face dynamic there so i don't know how they get out of that unless we somehow turn miz face which is a bad idea History has told to turn us to Logan like, Paul face, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, neither one is going to work. Uh, Stephanie McMahon at one point came out and just introduced Gable Stevenson. Like we're like okay. Yeah, it was very interesting, but we do see him on night two too, so that was pretty cool. It was yeah, it was weird. Like we we did see him on night two after our triple threat uh, tag match. It was Otis and Chad Gable, the Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits versus uh, Team RK Bro, and I loved this match too. Yeah. This match had a lot of really fun spots. We all know how I feel about Randy Orton. Anything he does, I'm obsessed with. And he, I loved this match. Yeah, I mean, this was, again, like, these guys all looked great. There's a lot of chemistry in that ring. There's a lot of really good wrestlers in that ring. Team RK Bro gets the win. And then the Street Profits come in. They offer a cup to uh, Riddle and our, uh, Randy Orton. And then they kind of motion to Gable Stevenson, who's in the front row. And they bring him in. They're going to let him drink from the cups as well, right? Mm -hmm. Chad Gable gets pissed, comes in, slaps the the. This was so funny, away. though. And it's just, it's Gable on Gable crime. I don't know how they get around one, like, both of these men being yeah, named Gable. Like, there can only be one Gable, and Chad Gable basically said that without actually saying that. Like, he slapped that cup out of Stevenson. What Shushed is his him? name? Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. I keep wanting to say Stevenson. They slapped that cup right out of his hand, and he was so ready to, like... Like, they were standing off, and then Gable Stevenson was like, just ended that minute. But I don't know. Like, there can only be one Gable, so I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. So I'm sure we'll see that probably on SmackDown. Well, yeah, I mean, they they are clearly hyping him up to be a Brock Lesnar-esque signing. Yes. Where, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know where he is at with, like, his training. I remember, like, we talked about this where, like... Uh, collegiate wrestlers like Chad Gable is a great yes. example. Collegiate wrestlers and like Olympic wrestlers always are pretty solid in the ring, um, and like they're great guys to recruit. Like Shelton Benjamin, like there's a mm -hmm. lot of guys that like collegiate wrestlers, Dolph Ziggler being another that and like Gable Stevenson for like what he was. He, I mean, he's an Olympic gold medalist now. Yes, like, he's Kurt Angle level um, wrestler, and is he going to be? The level, like you, it's hard to put this on him, like the comparison of like Kurt Angle, because yes. Kurt Angle was a fish to water. I say it's hard to live up to something like that too. But that's the thing is like they're all they're hyping him up yes. like he could be, and it's going to be interesting to see one how the crowd reacts to it mm -hmm. because Kurt Angle played the heel perfectly. Yes, because he was just an asshole. He was better than you would. He knew it. Mm -hmm. The three eyes, like he was 
that was what worked for Kurt Angle. If they're going to try to make Gable Stevenson like this cool face guy, it's not going to work. The crowd is not going to be into it. I'm just I'm curious to see where they go with him, especially because they had him drafted. They yeah. had a whole moment with him, with Stephanie McMahon introducing him like he's the president. Yes. It was. There's a lot of hype already um, around him. And then, like, another nice moment that we had was the open of night two that I want to get to because Triple H a couple weeks ago was on, like, we talked about this. He was on the Stephen A. Smith show, and he talked about how he's done. It's over. And on night two, Triple H opened up WrestleMania with a big surprise entrance. Yeah, it was very unexpected to see Triple H. God, he did his whole, like, spitting the water. It was amazing. He did the whole thing, and he had his boots. Ugh. He lays the boots in the ring, and he says, thank you, welcome to WrestleMania, and that was it. And it was beautiful because of how simple it was. It was so simple. Like, he just came out, and he and he did his thing, and he didn't have the boots when he was walking out. It no. wasn't until he got in the ring, and then all of a sudden, the, ha- the camera was on him again, and then he had his boots. And I remember just, like, looking at him and being like, oh, my God, he has his boots. And then they went back on him, and he still didn't, like, say anything. He just put his boots down, and he was like, I'm just going to open the show the best way I know how welcome to wrestlemania and then he just left me there crying on the couch like that was it like he didn't say this is it i'm laying my boots down like it was just very like symbolic it was absolutely beautiful it was the third night in a row of something incredible happening with a previous superstar like we had on friday night the hall of fame and this beautiful speech from undertaker and yep. how you know just everything about undertaker's career and then says never and say then never ends it with never say never puts the hat back on and then night one of wrestlemania 38 we end with stone cold steve austin for the first time in 19 years and then wrestlemania night two we open with triple h retiring and like, it was it was it was a wild night for the '90s kids. Absolutely for the too emotional to handle something like that. It was I, nice I was though, a mess. It was, it it was, was beautiful. It was for him, but not like about yes. him. Yes, and it was. It was everything that he deserved. Like in that moment, was like he got a he got the moment to actually end it on his terms. Yes, and like he can't do it. With a match, which sucks, mm-hmm. but at, the, like, at least he can come out in front of 70,000 people, thank them, put his boots down, and get out of there. It was absolutely beautiful. I don't I don't know. The McMahons, man, they just, they, they are something else, that family. They are all absolutely insane. But, you know, we still have a few things on night one that we might as well get to, too. Talking about opening the show. We opened night one, since we've bounced around enough now, with Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs teaming up against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I'm still honestly annoyed that they do not have a mini camera on Pat McAfee at all, especially during WrestleMania, because this man went absolutely buck wild. And this match was another match that did end short. Yeah, so uh, uh, the Usos get the win here. Yes. Which was surprising to me. I, re- I really thought they would go with Shinsuke and Boogs here. Uh, but at one point, Boogs tries to lift both Usos, which he is absolutely strong enough to do. Yeah, the problem uh, is the problem he's is too strong. He is too strong. His tendon uh, does not want to be as strong as he is. And he tears his like quadricep patellar tendon, something along those lines, where he said on, uh, on Instagram that the doctor told him to, like, yeah, your quads are strong, but your tendon, like yep. the muscle just ripped clean off uh, the bone. And, I mean, he's going to be out for however long, which sucks because I feel like they were really hitting a stride with him. Yes. Where, like, he was crazy over with the crowd. I him do and Shinsuke think... were a cool team. They did come out with, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade, like, yeah, sponsorship. Yeah, because that was, like, the sponsor of WrestleMania, so somebody had to take it, and I guess it was them. But... It, it did, like, I do think that they were supposed to be taking this win, and then he got hurt, and they were like, shit, what do we do now? And they, they just gave it to the Usos, because it did happen so, it, it was so weird how it happened, because he had, you know, one of the Usos, whichever one, on his shoulders, went to put the other Uso up on his shoulder, and his leg just gave out, and at first we were like, Mm, he could do that why did his leg just give out like that and then we were like maybe he's faking this and then we're like mm, no i feel like he still would have done it and then like when we realized that he got really hurt we're like oh that could be why and it does suck because like it boogs is going to be out for a hot minute now and it does suck we love us some boogs yeah i'm gonna miss it i i mean like just stroll him out in a wheelchair let him play guitar I yeah he gets to sit down and play guitar it's fine yeah it, it, it was a weird way to start the show off like it was it felt like it was a bad omen yes but like 
luckily, we kind of got all the bullshit out of the way with that one. Yeah. And then the rest of the weekend was pretty solid. I mean, we did have Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin, which was fine. The biggest moment being that the first time ever. Ever. In WWE, someone has kicked out of Happy Corbin's end of days. Drew McIntyre is the first one to do it. It's one of my favorite finishes because it is so sick. And it has been so protected. Yeah, for you years. love Baron Corbin too. I love Baron Corbin's move set. Yeah. <laughs> Very specifically. Like if I could steal someone's move set in like WWE two K, it's probably gonna be Baron Corbin's. Uh but he takes a loss here that we all saw coming. Uh Madcap Moss won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle I'm Royal. I'm so mad. On don't even Friday. Don't even talk annoying. about it. But like this match also ended Madcap jumps onto the apron. This was crazy. Drew has his sword, because he does. Of course. Because obviously it's the life we live. And Drew McIntyre attempts murder (laughs) and cuts through the top two fucking ropes as if we don't have WrestleMania. Like, it was insane. Because, and like... It was funny Props because... to the ring crew for figuring that out. So quick. They had that yeah. back together like before the commercial break was done. Absolutely insane. Madcap, I mean, I... <sighs> Props to him for winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, but like it was came down to him and Finn, so obviously I wasn't happy about that. But props to him and also props to him for getting out of the way because he would have been literally cut in half. Yeah. So good for him. An- one of the, I think, a great match of the night was Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. We were a split household on this. I love me some Becky Lynch, but I was rooting for Bianca here. You were rooting for Becky. And, listen, and I don't know I don't know why. I don't know why I wanted Becky Lynch to win. It made way more sense for Bianca Belair yeah. to win, but I felt like it was almost too obvious to where they would just swerve it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, this match was awesome. I think this was probably... The second best match of the weekend. Yeah, I agree with all that. All in all, especially because it was, it was a slow burn. Yeah, we had the SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. We had them do their whole thing. Uh, Becky cheats to win. Like what was it twice? Maybe uh, even more than that. And I mean, eventually, and, and Becky Lynch said this months ago that she understood why the fans were upset mm-hmm. when she beat Bianca Belair in twenty seconds. But, like, imagine how happy they'll be when they actually get, like, a long match and Bianca wins. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yes. We had an awesome match. It was a long match. Yo. There was also something insane that happened. We yeah, check think, out Bianca Belair's Instagram, Check out everyone. her Instagram because Becky hit what we think was supposed to be a Molly go-round, right? Kicks Bianca dead in the face. I mean, Molly Holly was backstage. She was a producer on one of these matches. I'm not sure if this was oh, one of them. Maybe it was like, this. I feel like this was... Becky's attempt at a Molly go round and, and it didn't work. And it, she just kicked Bianca right in the face. And I know at one point, like you looked at me and you're like, "Oh, did they kick her like eyelashes off or I something?" Thought because, she, I thought she kicked her eyelashes. Yes, because this face. has happened before, where either like one of the women will tear off the other woman's eyelash because like that's what we do. This or, is where it's good to like, have a it woman's just perspective yes. on this show because like I'm sitting there, I'm like, "There is something wrong with Bianca Belair." Yeah, eyes. you're like her makeup came off or her her eyelash came off, and I look her at her face and I looked at him like, her eye is swollen. Her eye is swelling right now in front of our eyes. And I was like, you know what? Let's see what's happening. Bianca Belair posted a picture the next day. And holy shit. Her orbital bone has to be broken. I I think she broke her orbital bone. Her eye is swollen shut. She looks fantastic still. Looks amazing. But she kind of looks like she was the the thing from the Goonies a little bit. No, she looks like a badass motherfucker now because she's just the champion walking around with this big ass beautiful belt that was made for her and this black eye to just be like, I got battle wounds and I'm badass. Like she is absolutely amazing. Two manias in a row. Yeah, two Come different, on. two different titles. That, she this is, woman is incredible. She is as pushed as any female has ever been. Absolutely love her in this company. Um, she she looks the part. She acts the part. Her KOD is awesome. I think that has moved into the end of days era of like nobody kicks out of that. No, if Bianca hits the KOD, it is over. Yeah, and like there wasn't really like we didn't have the hair whip. No. We didn't have, like, any real hair play. Like, Becky tried to use it a little bit, but, like, they really didn't go there. Yeah, there's a lot of, nice like, a tug-of-war aspect of it, but not yeah, but, like, even really They could have used this. it as a crutch. They yes. could have used it for, like, the oh-my-God moment that they did last year. She doesn't year. need to. That we didn't need to. This match stood on its own. It didn't need any gimmicks. And, like, t- just going out of, like, just taking this match for what it was. Like, what do you do, especially now that, like, Bianca's eye is just gone. 
right? Like, do, do you even put her on Raw? Do you give her a week off? I say give her a week. Maybe have her come back. I mean, you give her it, sunglasses. I was like, she was rocking the sunglasses though yesterday. But like, maybe have her come back and just be like, hey, I'm here, whatever. But like, when but when Becky broke her face, she was still there. She was still a champ. She didn't get rid of her title. Like, just give her a week off or so and just be like, I'm the champion. I'm not coming back. I'm on vacation right now. Like, set her up on a green screen on a beach somewhere and with sunglasses on her face and just say, I'm on vacation. You don't need to deal with this. Um, I absolutely love that match. Uh, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't even put her on Raw. I would just have Becky come out just disheveled, yeah. upset. Like, what does she do now? And then just bring Asuka out and just be like, me. Uh, hello, Bailey. Bailey. Where Evans, is my girl or Bailey? Alexa Bliss. All these women that are just missing. Yes. Um, or you know, an NXT call up. You know what else was missing? I heard Io Shirai's available. That would be cool. You know, what was missing from a uh, night one of WrestleMania. The New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Yeah, they got kicked. Man. They they got scrapped off it the day, day of. One. And then they moved it to night two, and it was like five minutes it of just okay. It was garbage. Yeah. I felt so bad. The best part about it was the fact that the New Day came out wearing outfits. Their gear was inspired by Big E, the outfit that he was wearing the night that he won the championship. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It was nice that they got that moment. Yes. But the match was shit. The match it was, was just shit. A quick squash. Um, Butch was here. Win. Yeah. He attacked Xavier afterwards. Like, I, I wasn't happy with the match. I was just happy with the fact that, like, the New Day are just precious angel babies and I love them and the love that they have for each other. Biggie posted about it afterwards. Another thing I'm too emotional and made me cry. Like, absolutely beautiful all well, around. Instead of making you cry. Let's talk about what I'm pretty sure was your favorite match of the weekend. The whole weekend. There's literally no doubt in my mind. It might not, honestly, it doesn't make any sense to me because it wasn't even my favorite match of the night, but it was my favorite match of the weekend. Well, this match is the epitome of if, like, some people love pro wrestling. Yes. Some people love sports entertainment. Yes. Some people love both. We love both. Yeah. Because professional wrestling is sports entertainment. Because professional wrestling can be silly. Professional wrestling can be serious. Or it can be Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Oh, God. And Sami Zayn, I've said it on here before. I I love him. I think he is an incredible performer. I could, I, I, you know, I've said it between him and Kevin Owens. I could watch the two of them. They've yeah. wrestled each other a million times, and I would watch it just in awe every single time. Those men are absolutely incredible individually together. The fact that he is going against Johnny Knoxville, something else that us 90s kids are just absolutely obsessed with. Everybody loves jackass. Come on. You know, like it was just absolutely awesome. The fact that Johnny Knoxville, something else that I have said before, has his own music. That helps a lot. It helps a lot. His music hit that jackass theme song, hit the whole place, went absolutely wild. Like, it was, you're right, the epitome of sports entertainment. Like, it was just absolutely fun to watch. There was fire extinguishers at one point, a table that had mouse traps on it. Pontius was there. And I literally was, like, writing a note about it. And I just said, this is the first time I've ever seen Pontius wearing, like, this many layers of clothing. I've never seen this man so, like, dressed before. And then next thing I know, he strips down to a denim thong. Like, yep. uh, this man is in a denim thong mm -hmm. at WrestleMania. Absolutely loved it. The best part of the whole thing was when Wee Man came out from underneath the ring, attacked Sami Zayn, jumps in the ring, and Wee Man slammed Sami Zayn. Straight Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Just, the, just, just an what? amazing, like, props to Sami Zayn for yes. getting in position to even be slammed by Wee Man. Props to Sami Zayn for all of this, because he made every single person that touched him in this match look good. Well, not Pontius. Well, I mean, Pontius, Pontius just Pontius also just like kind of like slapped him. Like he didn't really yeah. like, do anything, but he and then he did just like get his ass whooped. But I don't know. Like even at one point, like Knoxville brought out the bowling ball. We all know what's going to happen of with course, the bowling yeah. ball and the jackass. So like right to Sammy's balls. Like it, it, Sammy was running from Knoxville, who has a taser, gets a hit with the big hand. Like I'm crying from laughing so hard. This was absolutely amazing. Table Knoxville, with mouse traps. You had Knoxville like a, a, threw yeah. Sammy from the top row into that table with mousetraps again props to sammy Hell because leap. he yeah. leaped far as hell for that like it was just absolutely amazing the fact that johnny knoxville wins this match warmed my soul this was the most entertaining match of the weekend it was the epitome of sports entertainment i will fight every single person who says they hated this match i absolutely loved it
everything well, about it. Here's the thing. If you didn't like this match... You're wrong. You don't like fun. <laughs> yes. That's yes. Because this match, that's all this was. Like, there, there was nothing serious about also, this. Also, watch Jackass Forever. Amazing. Like, even the build to it was silly. It was mm-hmm. nonsensical. It was Sami Zayn just, I mean, he he's playing this character. And like, he, he did an interview recently because they asked him why he resigned. Because he did recently resign as well. And he, he, he basically said that, you know, everybody that leaves for whatever reason, always talks about how everybody is miserable there. Right. And he's just not. Like, he doesn't have to fight to get TV time anymore. Like, the, like he is trusted in this company. Yes. Like, he's having fun. And he's not having the experiences that those other guys that, are exactly. being, that were being held down. Because, like, it's not like those things aren't real. Like, it's not, you know, you... Everybody's Al- experience is different. Alistair Black was prevented from being the star that he could have been. Yes. Sami Zayn is not having that problem. No, nothing Sami is holding Zayn is, is Sami... having these kinds of matches. Yes, nothing's holding Sami Zayn down except for the huge mousetrap that the jackass guys brought with them. That was like, the only thing was... that held him down. And nothing is holding him down in this company. We talked about how Sami can lose this match and it doesn't matter. No, because it falls into Sami's character before Absolutely. this feud. It helps. With, yes, it helps his character with with him being like the conspiracy theorist and everybody's against him and all of it that. Took it, it Johnny helps with Knoxville that. and Wee Min and Chris Pontius and Jeff Tremaine and like two other people that I don't know their names. I forget the other guys that were like there. Dark Shark and somebody else. I was so it upset Steve wasn't people there. And a mouse trap like a giant mouse trap it was hilarious to beat him yes it's a conspiracy it's a conspiracy this all works perfectly with who Sami Zayn is and what Sami Zayn is doing i loved this match it was fun michael cole had a fucking blast i was crying well at one point oh man i forget which like, announcer said it now i have ever experienced michael cole's level of fun that i he know had this weekend like michael cole like, he, he gets some shit, and, like, we've had, like, issues with, um, like, some of the things he does and, like, some of the way he, he builds matches and reacts to things. But, God, this dude, like, ever since they brought Pat McAfee on, Pat McAfee's whole vibe is on a different level. Yeah. This dude was having a blast. You could feel how much fun he was having. And, like, especially during this match, he's watching this, and he can't believe what he's seeing, and mm-hmm. he's trying to call it, and he's just having the most fun. And it, and it translates. And it's funny because it was either Michael Cole or it might have been Corey Graves was sitting there talking about how, like, well, one, like, this is, you know, we we both said at the same time that we've never seen Pontius this dressed before and how, like, how many times we've seen just different parts of this man's body and we see his ass at WrestleMania right now and it's so weird. And and Byron's like, why have you seen parts of him? And all of us are like, what do you mean? Have you never seen Jackass? Like, what do you? We have seen every part of him. Jackass Forever opens with a part of him. Like, come on, you know. I don't know. This match was just absolutely incredible. I loved everything about it. And then we had, you know, the the four way women's match. It was what it was. It was what it was. I agree. That's the best way to put it. Sasha Banks and Naomi, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Natty and Shayna, Carmella and Zelina, who are your at the time reigning Mm -hmm. tag team champion. Sasha gets this awesome, just like Lamborghini entrance. She's so great. Uh, She was the only one that really got like any kind of special entrance. Like Rhea and Liv had this cool uh, Batman Catwoman vibe going on. Uh, But either way, Sasha and and Naomi, as we predicted, are your new women's tag team champions. Uh, And then we had, let's get into Edge and AJ, because this I think was the longest match of the weekend. Yeah, this match was very long. I, so <laughs> let's start off by saying AJ Styles comes to the ring bleeding. This was so funny. Like he's Goldberg, okay? We were literally like, why is this man bleeding? Did his pyro hit him in the face? Like he literally has like a, like a, just like a dig in his face. And we were like, maybe his pyro hit him in the face. And like JK, this man literally walked into the entrance and hit his face on the WrestleMania sign as he was walking down the ramp. Like an idiot. So like, <laughs> like, I, I literally, I can't judge. I'm a clumsy person. I probably would have done the same know, shit. Like, I, and, and a lot of people didn't like the um, the the setup. Yeah. Just real quick. I loved this setup. I loved the stage. It was the awesomely long ramp. It was simple. Mm-hmm. It was elegant. It didn't need to be Well, some wild. people want more than that for well, me. Some people want the fucking roller coaster. You can't have the roller coaster every year. Yeah. Like this was so much like the the New Orleans entrance where it was just the Mardi Gras mask and this and the um, the screen in it. Like it was just a big Dallas star. Yeah. And it, I liked the way that it was kind of angled 
but mm-hmm. I, that angled is what hit AJ so, Styles in the face. So funny. Watch the video. It's such a shame. And then just such a cool entrance for Edge, who is just completely... This is not Edge. No. This is not the Edge that we all grew up with. This is Mm-mm. not the rated R superstar. This is something completely different. Props to Edge for even trying to do something like this, mm-hmm. let alone pulling it the fuck off, because he is just on this throne. Comes up like he's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yes. And... The whole time I'm watching this, like, this guy looks like he is the end game boss battle. Yeah. Like, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. You have finished the video game. This is the guy you have to kill at the end. The song works. The entrance works. The outfit works. These guys, I mean, Edge just has an addiction to putting on, like, 30-minute long matches, apparently. But he's so good. And, like, this match was very slow, but it was, it, this was the pro wrestling match. Yeah, and you know what I love? Like, this and Seth Rollins and Cody, like, if you want professional wrestling, I would point you to this these two matches. Yes, and I love when when the wrestlers hit their big moves mid-air. So, that happened yeah. with the RKO between both Riddle and Randy. They both hit an RKO mid-move, or mid-air phenomenal. When AJ Styles goes to hit the phenomenal forearm and, you know, he jumps off the rope... Edge lands a spear midair. Absolutely beautiful. I love that shit. Edge wins this match. And it was funny because AJ was distracted before he got on that top rope because all of a sudden, Damian Priest was just here, just staring at him. Didn't interfere, just stared at AJ. And AJ just kind of looked at him like, what, what are you doing here? And then was like, oh, I'm in the middle of a match. Goes to hit this phenomenal forearm, gets speared, loses. Then Damian Priest gets in the ring while Edge is like celebrating. And they start posing the exact same way. Start laughing together. Get up. They pose like, is Damian Priest Edge's little pro- protege? Well, now the rumors are. And they there was some rumors about this in the weeks prior that like Edge might be starting a faction. Well, hell yeah. With Damian Priest? Listen, man. Damian Priest has not been doing shit let's talk about it on this podcast even when he was like u.s champion like something isn't working you can't have like the whole like you know dark side light side damian priest it just it wasn't working um i don't know what about it wasn't working but like you also had they were trying to make him like this smiley baby face that would jekyll and hide his way into like a bad guy Mm -hmm. it was just it was a slow burn it was a long walk for a short drink of water and it wasn't working you put damian priest into Whatever this new thing Edge is doing, it's, oh, it's it so completely good. changes everything for Damian yes. Priest. So it can't just be those two. No, it has to be more you than that. You have to get more people involved. Um, Tommaso Ciampa's done in NXT. We know yeah, that. He would be a great fit. Oh, also, go really watch the most beautiful thing. Another beautiful moment with Triple H with Tommaso Ciampa yeah, nice. ends his career in NXT. Absolutely beautiful. So, watch Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver was a good show. Perfect father and son moment, NXT even though soon. they aren't father and son. But, yeah, I mean, Edge with this new faction, with this new look, this new gimmick that it, he's working. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's if, going to be awesome. If, if this is it... Like, if this is going to be his, like, love letter to wrestling, mm-hmm. and, like, this is going to be the last thing he does, like, I'm going to I'm gonna get Damian Priest over or die trying. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him and good for Damian Priest. And that was the longest match, probably, of By the far, night. yeah. The shortest match of the night was AJ's old guy, Omos, versus Bobby Lashley, where, <laughs> listen, Bobby Lashley is not by any means a small man. Nope. And Omos made him look like a small little man. And it was absolutely insane. But Bobby Lashley wins this in a little over five minutes. Yeah, I mean, we knew what this we, was. Yeah, this was, was just, we were ready to bring Bobby back. Omos was squashing everybody. This was how we brought Bobby Lashley back. Lashley suplexes Omos. It, it was it was what you'd think it was. Yes. And it was just like a, it was kind of like a squash. It kind of feels like they're just done with this Omos experience. Yeah. Like, or experiment, like, at least as it is now. Mm-hmm. You can add something to Omos. I really think Omos needs a manager in the worst way. Yeah. I think Malcolm Bivens in NXT would be the perfect mouthpiece for him because he's just this tiny little guy that can just shit talk better than anybody. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be perfect in that role for Omos. But, man, we're going to end this off with, I mean, it was what lit up Twitter last night. Yes. On Saturday night, you had Cody Rhodes and Steve Austin trending on Twitter, trending on Google specifically, 
Um, and Cody was like Cody was more searched, right? Mostly because he wasn't announced. Is my assumption. We knew Stone Cold was going to be there, but if anybody lit up Twitter between the two nights, it was Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee Just versus absolute Austin angel. One of the matches we were the most excited yes. for. We talked. We started off this podcast saying that there were some matches that like were lower on the card that we were more excited for than the main events. This was probably the epitome of that, mm-hmm. like with like the Sammy and, and Johnny Knoxville match. And Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, Vince McMahon comes out, he personally introduces Austin Theory the way that we kind of thought he would do for Cody. Yes. And and then stayed there for commentary. Yes, well, not for commentary. Well, he, he was, was next just, to like, them. He was just Yeah, watching. he wasn't like on commentary. He was just chilling next to them. And then... They took selfies in the ring together. Like, we're going to print that out and frame that. Like, the fact that Vince McMahon loves Austin Theory, it... Yeah, I mean, he introduced him as a as a future Universal Champion, Austin yes. Theory. So like they they love them some Austin Theory, but Pat McAfee has the audacity, yeah, to come out to Seven Nation Army, yeah, and by the White Stripes with the How Dallas cheerleaders. You? Like what a way to get people hype! You cannot be hype if Seven or you cannot be not hype if Seven Nation Army is playing. Like, you will get hype. Even if you, for some reason, don't know what that song is. Here's the thing is, if, if you don't know what that song is, you do. You do, though. You, you do. do. You do. Everybody does. Everyone knows this song. Everyone knows, like, everybody will just cheer it, chant it, yes. sing along to it. And, yeah, you have the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Pat McAfee comes out. Big ovation. And, like, you can just tell this dude's living his fucking dream. Yes. He's, he punts a ball just because, you know, he's Yo. a punter. He has to. And you can tell, like, we've said it before, he's a wrestling fan. So not only do you have the fan energy at WrestleMania coming out of him, he has also wrestled before. We've seen yeah. him in NXT yeah, wrestle this is not his Adam first Cole. rodeo. It, this is has, not. Exactly. He was in the Super Bowl. Yes. He's performed in front of 70,000 plus exactly. people. And he, I mean, he was fantastic in this match with Austin Theory. Props to Austin Theory as well. This match was fantastic. I loved the entrance. I loved Seven Nation Army. I don't know who paid for it. I, I said, it. like, at one point I was just like, I wonder if Pat McAfee just owns the rights to that song. No, like, like, or I if he just, like, paid for he it. He just, like, went up to Vince, like, yo, dude, I'll buy, like, I'll get, I'll license it. Will you let me come out of Seven Nation Army? Like, I just, I loved that so much. Um, and it, it really got the crowd hype as shit. Yes. And, like, throughout the match, like, they used that to kind of pump McAfee back up mm-hmm. and get him back in instead of, like, the slow clap. And Pat McAfee, I mean, he hit the spots that he hit in the match versus Adam Cole. Yeah, when If he you've seen the Adam jump, Cole match, you've seen this match. Like, the fact that he can jump from just, like, the, the canvas to the top rope. Dude's an athlete. And just land on it Surprise. and not get hurt or fall or, or botch it was just absolutely amazing. I love... That Pat McAfee won this match. Yeah, Pat McAfee gets this win. Love that. Vince McMahon does not approve. Gets pull, into pulls, the ring. Pulls Austin Theory out. And then Vince McMahon, who is in this in a suit, mm-hmm. takes this suit off. Kind of teases it a little bit. Gets the crowd's reaction to it. Ends up taking this suit jacket off. Takes the suit shirt off. Gets in the ring and has an impromptu match. With Pat McAfee. We have Vince Pat McMahon. McAfee versus Vince McMahon. Did you hear that? Vince McMahon wrestled at WrestleMania night two. What against, the fuck? Against Pat McAfee. And just Amazing. And, Amazing. And he absolutely wiped the floor with Pat McAfee. Wins. Gets the win over what? Pat McAfee. And then so Pat or uh Austin Theory and Vince McMahon are now in the ring. They're celebrating. Mm-hmm. And then Austin Theory's music hits, and, and Vince kind of freaks out. It's like, it's almost like, I I don't think Vince McMahon knows what Austin Theory's music sounds like. Yeah. Because, like, I don't really know what Austin Theory's music sounds like either. Yeah. It's just not, like, we don't recognize that music yet. Not but yet. He, he kind of freaks out, and I'm, just, I'm sitting there, I was like, that was weird that he reacted like that. Because, like... Yeah, Austin's right behind you. Why are you reacting like that? And then it turns out that there's one Austin behind him. Uh-huh. Glass shatters, there's another Austin on his way. Stone Cold Steve Austin decides he's going to come out and have more beers. Amazing. He stunnered Vince McMahon. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to get to Austin first. Austin stuns Austin. Yeah. Austin Theory sells the absolute shit out of it. I love 
an oversell of a stunner because Kevin Owens did it as well. And Love it. And the night before, not only Kevin Owens, Byron did it too. Byron also a fantastic and sell. on night one, when that happened, and he invites Byron in to drink the beer, and then he stunners Byron, and Byron sold the shit out of it. I looked at you, and I was like, holy shit, look, at, look what Byron just did. That man jumped like so far, and, and he sold it. it, and you were like, yeah, that's how you do it. You know who could never sell a, a good stunner? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon can't sell a stunner, a stunner for shit. And can't then on night two, Vince McMahon gets stunnered, and guess who did not sell it? It was the most laughably pathetic. I mean, go check out Mick Foley's <laughs> like reaction Mick Foley, to it. Mick Foley literally laughed about it. But Sad. Like, Vince just like they're gonna they're gonna drink a beer together for old times. Of course, right? Stone Cold gets him a beer, and <laughs> Stone Cold's just like, "Will you have a beer with me?" He's like, "All right, just one, just one beer." And they go to drink the beer, and we all know what's going to happen. Vince tips up. Austin kicks him in the stomach, and Vince just kind of, like, falls backwards. So, like, Austin's, like, chasing him now to, like, get him. And, like, Austin's laughing his ass off after he gets this stunner. Vince sells it like death. And it was just, that was hilarious because Vince, because Stone Cold knows. Yes. Vince can't do this. And then he calls Pat McAfee into the ring. He's going to have a beer with Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Stuns Pat McAfee. Absolutely amazing. Like, Stone Cold Steve also, Austin. Also, fantastic sell of the stunner. Just absolutely. Well, yeah, we couldn't end it on Vince's. But, like, Stone Cold, just the star of the whole weekend. Absolutely yeah, this was, amazing. This was Stone Cold Steve Austin's WrestleMania yes. weekend. He, I mean, you could have ended night two right there. Yeah. Um, and but instead, we put on Brock and Roman. Yeah, unfortunately, Brock and Roman had to follow it. And, I mean, the crowd was still hot. Yeah. But as we said, it, the finish fell flat. But my favorite match of night one... Yeah, let's get into that. ...is absolutely Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Just for just for everything it was. The pomp and circumstance, the, the surprise, the, uh, the song, Seth's entrance, Seth's reaction to Cody coming down, Cody's reaction to Cody. Because, like, Cody initially had that shell-shocked look mm-hmm. that I remember Edge had on his face when he came back at the Rumble. Where it's just like, you know, they, they're trying to take it all in as like, almost like as fans. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And then it clicks like, oh shit, I have a job to do. Yeah. Cody's pyro hits and like, it, he snaps into it. He's the American Nightmare. Bell to Bell, I thought this was the best match. Uh, and it was my favorite match and moment, even past like Kevin Owens and, and, and Stone Cold, which it hurts to say because that was awesome. Like in terms of like, just the nostalgia and yeah. how much like I felt that, but like, we were talking about this earlier. I'm like proud of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and everything and he's, done he's accomplished not. over the last six years. It just like I felt that so much for him. I'm so happy for him um, to be back and to actually be vindicated mm-hmm. and be proven right that he is a fucking star. Because if you watch that entrance, I don't care if you've ever watched wrestling in your life. If you watch Cody Rhodes' entrance to WrestleMania, you look at that kind of like holy shit. Yeah, that's a star. That's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, my favorite match of night one would be kevin owens first stone cold because it was just stone cold will always have like a special place in my heart i adore kevin owens i thought this match was just absolutely incredible uh i still say like i i stand by i don't understand why stone cold was as good as he was 19 years later with no practice in between but like the man's a like a goddamn legend like he and i don't know i I loved Kevin, or I loved Seth and Cody. I I agree with everything you said, but I I have to pick Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold. That was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, props to Stone Cold. Just unreal. Again, like we said earlier, there's a difference between being over and being Stone Cold over. There's a difference between a pop and a Stone Cold pop. And, I mean, he was as good as he ever was in that match. Yeah. All right, so night two. What was your favorite match of night two? I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard because I I enjoyed Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn so much. It was so much fun, especially like it's it, it's crazy to me that it is between Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville and Austin Theory versus I Pat McAfee. I agree with that. Like, and we were saying this earlier how we wanted like, to pick we a were favorite. Sports entertained yes. on this night, and we we were talking about this before we started recording how we wanted to pick a favorite for both nights and then an overall favorite. And and I already said it. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville was overall my favorite my favorite match of the entire weekend. It was absolutely hilarious. It was so much fun, I, and I I loved everything about it. I think though. 
that Austin theory versus Pat McAfee was probably my favorite of this night if I had to break it down just because Vince McMahon came in, Stone Cold came yes, in. Like for there like was the moments that yes, it created. There, there were moments that happened in this. And and I really like that. I like that Pat McAfee did so well. Um I don't know. I it, that's so hard. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville though was my overall favorite of the whole weekend and I don't care what anybody says about that. But it's like you have to look at WrestleMania and and look at like the WrestleMania moments that it creates. Like last year when Cesaro uh did the UFO to Seth Rollins. Oh. It Beautiful. was just like we're gonna watch that clip for years to come. Yes. It was like it was the most talked about moment of that WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, if you're gonna go by like where are the YouTube views a year from now? Mm-hmm. Like what has the most? Like it's gonna be between Stone Cold, just whatever moment you wanna pick from yes. the weekend, and Cody's entrance. Yeah, I agree like, with that. To me, like just Cody being back was the moment of this WrestleMania. Stone Cold made this whole fucking weekend yes. amazing and unbelievably entertaining. And just it, it was, again, WrestleMania 38 goes down in the books as one of my favorite WrestleManias just because of everything it was. And like, props, and especially everything that it shouldn't have been, but yes, was anyway. Yes, props to the celebrity matches. Like, we kind of talked shit a little bit on the fact that there were three celebrity matches. Other people definitely talked shit on the fact that there now, were we three talk, celebrity we matches. We talked about how other people talked shit about it. We were into the matches because every WrestleMania the has these celebrity matches. Yes. You and have to give them a chance. We were so here for two of the three. We love Pat McAfee. We wanted to see that match. I knew what Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, I, I mean, it exceeded my expectations but I knew that it was just going to be fun and I knew I was going to be excited for it. But, I mean, seriously though, props to Logan Paul. Like, he yep. did so well and good for him. Uh, Pat McAfee did amazing. Everybody here, they did, they just put on a hell of a show, man. WrestleMania is its own just entity in the wrestling world. It's absolutely incredible it was a great two nights i know that it gets heat for being two nights but like you can't squeeze all this shit into one night and i'm happy that they started splitting it into two two nights nights. it makes the weekend so much fun i should have called out of work this today because (laughs) i was tired and still just all hype but everybody at my job just absolutely loves the fact that we like wrestling and i love that this is what we love like i said wrestlemania was our first ever episode i'm so happy to still be doing this a year later i think it's so cool that it's wrestlemania like it's wrestlemania next week we'll be back with you know AEW talk what's happening on the raw and smackdown after wrestlemania and maybe some nxt talk because stand and deliver was pretty good yeah like, i mean stand and deliver was a fantastic show we did watch it uh, but yeah, this was an all WrestleMania episode of He Book She Book because it had to be. WrestleMania it had to be. is its own thing, and you know if you like anyone that looks at Cody Rhodes, like how could you leave AEW? It's like just look at the moment that he just had. Yes, you can't have that anywhere else. WrestleMania is its own animal, and it's just it's one of the best times of year. I mean, we love the Royal Rumble. It's the it's the best like it's the most fun. But, like, WrestleMania is its own thing, especially now that it's two nights. It was just a fantastic show. Absolutely amazing. Make sure you're following us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.